0: Hi again everyone, welcome to East Redland Anglican for this 11th Sunday after Pentecost. We're not actually doing the 11th Sunday after Pentecost today, we're actually going to do Mary the Mother of our Lord. Uh, Today I'm going to focus on uh, not the Gospel reading, which is from the Gospel of Luke, although you'll hear the Gospel reading. What we're going to focus on today is the Magnificat from Luke's Gospel, which talks about Mary magnifying the Lord. So that's going to be our focus today what does mary mean or what does it mean when mary says uh, my soul doth magnify the lord and what does that mean for us as we travel along and what lessons can we learn from mary and how can we magnify the lord in our own lives so again as i said last week go and grab yourself a coffee come back and sit down and enjoy the sermon the gospel reading today is from the gospel of luke Chapter, chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. Glory to you, Lord Jesus Christ. In those days a decree went out from the Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This, is the first, this was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. Would you please be seated? I guess in many respects we're fairly familiar with the, the that reading from the Gospel. It's one of the readings we use at Christmas. Um, and look, we're, to be fair, we're familiar with all of them. But what I want to do today is instead of focusing on the Gospel reading, I'm going to focus on what we've used as a psalm today, which is actually, which is still a part of the Gospel of Luke. uh, And we know that as the Magnificat or the Song of Mary. Now, unfortunately, I think poor old Mary gets a bit of a bad rap, particularly if I start mentioning things like rosaries. It can cause people to become faint at the mere suggestion of the thing. But the truth is regardless of what we believe of mary she has something to teach us i know we struggle with mary theology a little bit in the anglican church but the reality is mary has something to say and something to teach us and so the magnificat or the song of mary is a reading often heard on feast days of, for mary and it records that moment when mary is overwhelmed i think by what's happening to her so like most mothers and i can only assume but like most mothers she has this amazing sense of joy and fulfillment uh, of conceiving a child and i realize that that's not always the case but you know whatever those feelings are i'm sure mary's feeling all of them but in her case the child that she carries is the messiah So with countless of millions of women she is bringing life into the world but the life she carries is also the life of the world. The child will not only fulfill her but it will also fulfill the history of her people. It's her vocation to bring the Christ to the whole world. And so we see in that section of Luke, the Magnificat, that she bursts into praise. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. Now, in the Anglican tradition, um, we call, that, as I said, we call that the magnificat, and we call that because of the words in Latin, which are magnificat anima mea dominum. Now, the writers of the Book of Common Prayer certainly tried to keep that vibe happening when they translated it. We don't have it so much with the translation we've used today, but the, what they used in the English translation there was, My soul doth magnify the Lord. So we can notice here that since the BCP and our translation today, magnify has been dropped from what we say, probably because our understanding of the word has changed and contracted a little bit. Today it means making something look bigger as we do with a magnifying glass, and certainly that's something I've experienced in my career as a microbiologist, making things look bigger under a microscope, that sense of magnifying things. But in ancient languages, it means something much more robust. What seems to be implied is, when we use it in that, the ancient world, is magnifying means making something greater in fact, not just making something look bigger or look greater. Now, to us, that sounds really odd. I mean, it doesn't just mean the same thing, but well, not really. So, how do, you make some, how do you make the Almighty God greater than the Almighty God? The Almighty is Almighty. So how do we magnify God? So the first thing I think is, listen to this expert from John Lynch's poem, A Woman Wrapped in Silence. Um, Because in the section of the poem, we're in the point where God, having been quiet for a while in Israel's history, is about to burst back onto the scene. And it goes like this. And when the hour had come that was to move the long days onward up to Bethlehem, until a faint new cry should break across our air that had not heard such cry before. Weighted with ungarnered potencies, high portent unreleased, and tremulous with mercy still unsaid, a moment paused above a quiet place and found just this, a woman wrapped in silence. And the seed of silence was her heart that tried to give all that it held to give and evermore. Spilled all about her, pooled in radiance, the guardian brightness of God's favour lay. Like light, too luminous to bear the trace of shadow, too intense, too strong for sight. No vision here is ours, nor Gabriel's, who shaded in his sanctity, was sent to stand here, lonely and apart, to speak in whisper, that which only God could see. Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. O Luke had words to tell, but Luke's good words are faltering and halt before they lead beyond the outer margins of the light. And only this we know, and knowing now keep higher hopes and on our race may hold a stronger blessedness. Oh, only this, within the light the mercies of the three were offered unto her who made all power paused and suppliant was powerless the holy ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the most high shall overshadow thee and therefore also the holy which shall be born of thee shall be called the son of god and behold thy cousin elizabeth she shall she also hath conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month for her that is called barren, because no word shall be impossible for God. Not I returned, not I for all the tribes and all the worlds await, but secretly, uneager, prideless, unafraid, the brightness flame to greater greater radiance, and then, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it done to me according to thy word. Now the humility of that moment is extraordinary and I think that's the key to how we magnify the Lord. The life and praises of Mary tell us that God is made bigger in her life and ours by stepping back, putting aside our preoccupations, our goals and plans and to let the reality of something else live in us for that moment to find room in us if you like and mary shows us that real praise is about forgetting self even our feelings so that the sheer beauty and radiance of something beyond ourselves comes alive in us it's the moment in which what we uh what we are begins to turn into what we are looking at if you like so that god lives in us as well as in himself, God's life becomes our life. And just as any child in the womb changes the woman who carries it, so even more so in the case of Mary, the child in her womb changes and transform, for, transforms her because this mother carries within her the Lord, the Master, the Creator, the Word become flesh. And in her Magnificat, she has handed over her whole existence, body and soul, to give room to God. In her saying yes to God, she has removed the unusual obstacles or the usual obstacles and magnified God in her life. In her free choice, there is now freedom, a new release of God's presence and power in the human world. Indeed, there is now more room for God, And the more she magnifies God, the more she becomes complete in her her humanity and personhood. And that's why for centuries Christians have kept coming back to the idea that what happens in Mary is what happens to some degree in each of us. Her Magnificat Anima Mea Dominum has made her the model of Christian discipleship. That each one of us is to be like her, magnifying the Lord continually removing the obstacles and letting the kingdom of God grow and come to maturity in our lives. That like her, to carry within the very core of our beings the life of Christ, letting true life in so that the eternal word will live in us and speak and act in love towards others. The consequences of all of this is that as we allow our lives to become more human, and to be magnified with and in Christ, then naturally what's happening in the world around us is of concern to us and it gives us cause to respond. To magnify the Lord with Mary and to have union with Christ means to have our hearts, our minds and our attitudes changed and in doing so becoming more truly truly a human being. That is, we become more the image and likeness of God and as such, we become outraged when that image is defiled, degraded, and denied in others. So know what Paul himself says. We magnify the Lord in certain knowledge that he will magnify us. As he has humbled himself to share our human life, he will exalt us to share his divine life. And like Mary, when we make room for the divine life in our lives, and we live the life of eternity and the values of the kingdom. And in doing so, we can naturally say, with all of our life and being, Magnificat anima mea dominum. My soul magnifies the Lord. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. That brings our podcast to an end for this week. If there's anything more you'd like to know about the parish, you can always check us out at our website, which is www.eastredlandanglican.com.au. You'll be able to find lots of links there to our Facebook page, to our Vimeo and YouTube channels, and to our Apple podcast channel. You'll be able to go through the website there and find out any other information you want to know about our service times or baptisms and confirmations and things like that. So check us out there, Um, have a look, and if there's anything you need, please don't hesitate to send us an email or give us a call. Um, And we look forward to seeing you again next week. God bless.